Hey, my name is Jason, and you're listening to the Embrace Church Podcast. God is doing some incredible things at each one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota. To learn more about Embrace and maybe plan your visit, head on over to imembrace.com. We hope today's message brings you hope, inspires you, and encourages you in your walk with God. Let's dive in to today's message. But is anyone excited about Christmas this year? Anyone excited about Christmas? I know for me personally, I'm overjoyed. It is now officially legal to watch the movie Elf as many times as you possibly can, or my personal favorite Christmas vacation. My youngest son, a few years back, actually started looking a little bit like Cousin Eddie. He takes after his mother in this picture. Um, but we're excited about Christmas, and, and really Christmas is a season of generosity. It's a season of giving. And this Christmas, like years in the past, uh, we want to encourage you to be a blessing blessing uh, this Christmas. We want to encourage you uh, to give in generosity just in, gen- in general. And there's two specific things uh, that we want to challenge everyone who's a part of the Embrace family to do. Uh, first off, we want to challenge you to give the gift of warmth this Christmas, the gift of warmth. This year, we're partnering with a group of different local nonprofits. Let me list them off. Call to Freedom, Union Gospel Mission, St. Francis House, Valley Outreach, McCrossing Boys Ranch, Children's Home Society, and Children's Inn. So we're part with these different nonprofits, and we're challenging everyone at Embrace to bring pillows and PJs. Over the next three weeks, pillows and PJs. Bring as many pillows and PJs as you possibly can over the next three weeks. These are just basic needs that, that people need. Uh, we need kids' PJs, but specifically, the groups that we asked, uh, they said we actually need adult women's PJs. And so I want to encourage us, again, pillows and PJs. That's, that's part of the first thing. The second part is that each of our campuses we're going to have a time and a night where you can come and make blankets as well. A time when you can bring family and friends and just make blankets. I know for myself as a parent, I'm constantly looking for ways to involve my kids. And so this is just an awesome way to do so. And then we're going to take those three items, pillows, PJs, and blankets, and get it to as many people as we possibly can. Just, just so you know, I mentioned our partners, but just to get more specific, these items will be going to women stepping out of sex trafficking. It's going to go to to teenage boys that are at risk. It's going to go to homeless individuals, homeless families. It's going to go to kids and moms coming out out of abusive homes. A few years ago, there was a group of us from the church that got together a bunch of pillows, and I'll never forget going to the battered women's shelter and handing a pillow to these women, and they were so grateful. You'd think I was handing out $100 bills to them. But these, these moms, these, these wives, these women were, were getting these pillows and this even the joy on their kids' face that they were going to have something as simple as a pillow um, was just so powerful to me. And so again, pillows and PJs bring as many as you possibly can. That's the first thing. The second thing this Christmas, we want to challenge every single person to, to consider giving a one-time year-end gift. I just really want to challenge you, if Embrace is your home, to pray about doing this. This year with our year-end gift, we're going to split it up three different ways. There's gonna, we're going to take a third of it and give it to our kids and youth area. Uh, this right now, our kids and youth, God is doing something so special and we just want to lean into it as much as we possibly can. I know Sir Toma and 57th Street hope to be able to expand and actually add classrooms into the kids' area. And so that's part of what we're doing. We'll use another third for campus projects. Uh, right now, every single one of our campus pastors has a list of things. They're like, gosh, I only wish that I could green light these things. And as soon as we have the funds, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. T, it's a little bit different for you. You'll be getting kind of an update from Travis out there. You're, you're going to put the funds towards the new building uh, that's coming together. So that's a little bit unique. The last third, though, we're going to give away. 
uh, we still need $22,000 to finish off the remainder of this first part of our school in Haiti. And so we're going we're gonna to do that. Uh, we're also going to buy a bunch of shoes for local foster kids. Uh, there's, there's specific sizes and, and sex that, that, that they need. And so we're just like, hey, instead of collecting shows, shoes, we're just going to go and buy a bunch of shoes so they fit specific needs for specific kids. Uh, we'll also use part of the money to buy the blanket material that we'll make the blankets with. And then the remainder, we're going to give away someplace. And honestly, Um, this is one of those things that I am always honored to share every single year. I pray we'd crush this. Honestly, just absolutely crush this. Pillows, PJs, blankets, year-end gift. I I think God is just going to do something special. I hope that we can be a blessing uh, to other people who do not call Embrace Home this Christmas. All right? Well, I just want to welcome everyone here to Embrace at all of our campuses, network churches. want to say welcome to you. My name is Adam. I'm one of the pastors here and just excited about today, excited about this Christmas season, excited about what God wants to do in us today. Even first thing this morning, I'm like, God, would you change us? Would we not leave the same person that we were when we came in, but would you change us? And obviously, over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about a baby being born. We're going to talk about Jesus, but this year... Our hope is to look at the Christmas story through the eyes of the people who are actually there trying to see a glimpse of Christmas through the eyes of different people who are actually a part of the story. I mean, so often when we think of Christmas, we think of snow and reindeer and Mariah Carey. We think of pumpkin spice lattes, Christmas lights, and Red Rider BB guns, which is so weird that we think of Mariah Carey when it comes to Jesus' birth. But it's the most wonderful time of the year, right? And yet, for the people who were part of the story, it was a very different story for them. And honestly, for the person that we're looking at today, this baby being born was hard. For the person that we're looking at today, this baby being born was confusing. It was even heartbreaking at first. And the person that we're going to look at today is Joseph. We're going to look at the story in the person of Joseph. Just to say it, Joseph is a great dude. Like the more you learn about him, the more you like him. Basically, if you do not like Joseph, I don't like you, okay? So Joseph's a great guy, but he's also very normal and real. He's very human. He's a simple carpenter from a small town called Nazareth. Kind of crazy though. He's related in a distance, but he's related to a guy named King David. Maybe you've heard of David. And so that's a bit about Joseph. Now just listen to what we're told in the Christmas story. It says, this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. Just to pause here for a second, engagement at this time was very different than it is today. It was much, much more formal. Basically, Joseph did not get down on one knee on a beach somewhere. He didn't spell out in rose petals, will you marry me with a hidden camera crew either. No, when they got engaged, it was a formal contract made in front of a group of witnesses, and the dude now legally owned the gal, like she was a possession of his, which is hard to even grasp. And also during this engagement time, there was not any sex. And so if she was to go and be with someone else, it would be seen as adultery, which was punishable by death. Like just a little bit different than a proposal on a beach in Maui, right? But continuing on with our story, here is what happens. It says his mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, many of us, we've heard this story since we were in the womb ourselves, right? 
And yet for today, I just want to try and challenge us to try and put ourselves in the shoes of Joseph. Mary being pregnant to him is devastating. She's pregnant with whose kid? The Holy Spirit? What? Is this like some bad version of the Jerry Springer show? Like just to even help us even more, I've sat with people, way too many people, when they found out that their spouse or significant other has cheated on them. And just as, as simply as I can put it, it's horrible. It's horrible. It rips your heart out. Maybe you've been there yourself. It, it's devastating. It's, it's total betrayal. Even though Mary did not do anything wrong, this is what Joseph would have felt. I mean, Joseph's hurting and he's confused. He didn't know what to think and his world has just been completely turned upside down. And so this is Joseph and this is a glimpse of Christmas through Joseph's eyes. Far cry from Santa and Frank Sinatra singing Christmas music, right? And yet listen to what we're told next. It says, And Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement. Again, Joseph is hurting, he's broken, confused, probably angry, his world is spinning, and it fully appears that Mary's been with another man. And yet Joseph, he's a righteous man. Another translation says he's a man full of integrity. And what? He does not want to publicly disgrace her. It can also translate to say he doesn't want to publicly expose her wrongs. Even though, she, even though he's hurting and he's broken, he doesn't want to make a show of her mistakes. Even though he can, even though he's, he legally owns her, and now she's done this, which is embarrassing to her and also to him, what does Joseph want? Joseph wants to honor her. He wants to honor her. He wants to cover her and protect her. He does not want to disgrace her publicly. Now, I just got to say, Mary getting pregnant by the Holy Spirit is a pretty crazy miracle, isn't it? But this week, as I sat with this story, what put me in awe this week isn't how Mary got pregnant. Instead, what put me in awe, what's so different from the reality that you and I live in is how Joseph wanted to honor Mary. And even though he's hurting and his world is spinning, he wants to do what? He wants to honor her. In 2019, we get a bad burger at a restaurant or we get poor service. We wanna wanna take a picture of our waitress and we wanna blast it all over everything. I mean, let me tell you how long we needed to wait for our meal, and then once we got the burger, it was cold. Public disgrace! Someone cuts us off in traffic, we reach for our phone as we possibly can, which is most likely in our hands because we're texting while we're driving. Yeah, we try and get a picture of the license plate as quickly as we can to post it all over Facebook. Public disgrace! Someone wrongs us. Public disgrace! We get a bad email from a coworker. Public disgrace! Someone does something really embarrassing and the the details are really, really juicy. Public disgrace, right? A family member hurts us. In some way, they hurt us. Who do we want to tell? Everyone. Everyone. You bet your butt I do. I mean, they screwed up. Like, they deserve to suffer. They they deserve to look really, really stupid. I mean, they're scum of the earth. They're a terrible human being. We want to tell everyone that we possibly can. And so we gossip and we tear people down and we spread lies. While we, on the other hand, I'll just speak for myself, I've never made a mistake ever. I've never said something and wanted to insert my foot ever. 
I've never done anything that I was so glad afterwards someone didn't put on camera ever. But they, they deserve public disgrace. Our knee-jerk reaction is public disgrace. Just looking at Joseph this week, I just started thinking, when someone screws up in our life, it doesn't reveal their character. Instead, it actually reveals ours and what we do with it. Again, just sitting with Joseph, when, so, when someone screws up in our life, when, when someone makes a really, really big mistakes in that moment, it doesn't reveal their character. Instead, it reveals ours and what we do with it. In that moment, it reveals our integrity, not the other person. And honestly, in that moment, it reveals our depth in our relationship with Jesus. Oftentimes, we think our church attendance, how many verses we can quote, that's not true. Instead, in moments like these, it actually shows where we are in our relationship with Jesus. What do we do when someone really screws up? What do we do when someone makes a mistake? And just to be clear, Joseph doesn't gloss over what appears to be a mistake of Mary. He plans on breaking off the engagement with her. And very similar, we're not called to gloss over the mistakes of others. Sometimes the most loving thing we can possibly do is report someone. Sometimes the most loving thing we can do is tell someone this is not okay. Like, this is wrong. Like, I, I love you enough to, to, to not, not sign off on your crap. This is not okay. But there's a huge difference between dealing with the truth around a person and publicly trying to destroy them. Huge difference between the truth and trying to tear another person down. One is honoring to God, one is dishonoring to God. One is done with humility, one is done with pride and ego and arrogance. One is pleasing in the sight of God, one is so displeasing and wrong in the eyes of God. We are never called to publicly destroy another person, to trash someone. We're never called to passive aggressively or unashamedly try to tear another person down. Again, when, when, when someone screws up in our life, it doesn't reveal their character. Instead, it reveals ours. And this is Joseph. He's a man of integrity. He's a righteous man, a person of great character. This is Joseph. Going back to the story, listen to what it says. It says, and as he, Joseph, considered breaking off the engagement, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Again, Joseph is trying to figure out what to do. One translation says that he, he debated with himself about what steps to take. He, he thinks he should break off the engagement, but he doesn't want to publicly disgrace her. He's hurting and he's confused. And through all of it, I just look at Joseph. He's just a simple man that just wants to do what's right. He's just trying to figure out, like, what is the right thing to do? He just wants to do what's right. That's his heart. But this situation is messy, isn't it? which sounds a lot like life. Sometimes life doesn't make sense, particularly when we don't know all the details. And sometimes even the truth doesn't make sense. Ever had a situation where what's true is actually really, really confusing? I found that's the case a lot of times. But this angel comes to Joseph and says, don't be afraid. 
I, I know you're scared. I, I know it won't make sense to others. I, I know it might even be embarrassing for you personally, but what she is saying, what she's saying is true. Take her as your wife. Oh, and by the way, this, this baby that will be born, his name is gonna be Jesus because he's, he's gonna save people from their mistakes. This, this, this Jesus, he's gonna save people from their blunders, from their embarrassing decisions, from their past, from their private life. He's gonna save people from their sin. That's what this Jesus is all about. And then listen to what through the rest of the story though. It says, when Joseph woke up, he did all. He did all the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. I, I love that. Joseph did all that the Lord asked of him. It wasn't easy to listen to God. It rarely ever is actually, but Joseph listened and he did all that the Lord asked him to do. And I, I'm sure there were many who talked behind his back, people who, who didn't understand, people who were publicly wanting to disgrace him, but Joseph was a righteous man. Joseph was a man full of integrity. And I don't know about you and what your lowest point has looked like. I'm not sure what your biggest screw-up, your biggest blunder has looked like. That decision that you made years ago that you only wish you could change, I'm not sure what that's looked like for you, but there's nothing better in those moments than having a Joseph. Is there? There's nothing better than having a Joseph. Someone who's just there. Someone who's looking to protect. Someone who's looking to cover to guard someone who, yes, wants the truth and wants to make sure the truth prevails, but they're not looking to destroy the other person. And so today, what can we learn from Joseph? When someone else screws up, it doesn't reveal their character, instead it reveals ours. And so Jesus, would you help us to be more like Joseph? Would you help us to be more like Joseph? Would you make us people of integrity? Would you, would you give us character that's unshakable? God, would we be quick to protect, quick to look for truth, but not at the expense of destroying other people? Help us to become more and more like you, Joseph. Help us to be more and more ultimately like you, Jesus. We want to be more like you. Now listen to this. We're looking towards Christmas, right? Well, Joseph, he actually gives us this perfect picture and really a glimpse of who Jesus is. The churchy word for this is a Christ figure, someone who shows us aspects of who Jesus is, even though they're not Jesus themselves. And so get this, in the same way that Joseph didn't want to publicly disgrace Mary, in the same way that he, he wanted to cover and protect her, in the same exact way Jesus has come to do the same for us. And yet, unlike Mary in this specific situation who's done nothing wrong, we have done wrong. Yet, unlike Mary in this specific situation who made no mistakes, we have made mistakes. We have wronged God. But thankfully, Jesus, what we're celebrating this Christmas, thankfully, Jesus, he doesn't see us and start listing off our mistakes. At our lowest points, he doesn't call attention to our ugliness. When we're covered in guilt, covered in shame, when we're standing in a pit that we've dug with our own two hands, he doesn't pull out a camera, take a picture of us, and blast us all over Facebook. He doesn't look to disgrace us. Instead, he publicly disgraces who? Himself. How? By being nailed to a cross. Why? Because he loves us. 
He didn't come to publicly disgrace us, and instead he publicly disgraced himself on a cross because he loves us. And get this, the only one who can rightfully point out your crap and mine, and all this say it, some of us walked in today and we have so much garbage in our life. Our private life is filled with so much trash. The person we are privately is totally different than the person we are publicly. The things we said to our kids, the decisions we've made, addictions in our private life that we're wrestling with, we're flirting with people that aren't, we're not married to, Again, the only one who can rightfully point out our crap points to it and says, I died for this. I died for you. I'm not gonna publicly disgrace you. I'm gonna, I've publicly disgraced myself on a cross because I love you. Christmas is about this Jesus coming. I often will have people say to me, and sometimes you can, they're joking, but oftentimes you can hear there's a lot more truth in what they're saying than they care to admit. Oftentimes people will say to me, people, a person actually said it to me again this week. They'll say, Adam, I hope Jesus will let me into heaven someday. No, I, I hope I can, I can slide into heaven. And when they say this, it's, it's almost like we're expecting Jesus to stand at the gates of heaven just so that he can point out our mistakes. We have this image of Jesus. He's just waiting there to be the guard. Like, no, actually, let me begin to tell you about all the crummy things that you've done. Like, let me, let me list things off. Oh, this guy? Let me tell you about all the things that this guy has done. You think he's a jerk? You don't even know. This girl? I can't even tell you. Let me tell you about college days for her. Let me tell you about her private life. Let me tell you about all the things she thinks about her girlfriends and all this kind of thing. Oh, Adam? You, let me just tell you about Adam. I'll just list off the stuff for you. We have this image of God that he's just waiting to trash us when the truth is Jesus did not come to publicly disgrace us but to cover our disgraces. Thank God. He didn't come to publicly disgrace us but to cover our mistakes, our blunders, our screw-ups, our imperfections, our worst moments, our poor decisions, our crap the things we're still trying to forget ourselves, the, the things that only God and you know, only God and I know, it's just like, oh my gosh, he didn't come to publicly disgrace us, but instead to cover all of it. Jesus is like, that's actually why I came. I came to take all of that from you. All your guilt, all your shame, I want it all. Anyone want that? No, for myself, it's like, thank God. Thank God for that. And this is a glimpse of Christmas that we see through the eyes of Joseph. Today, whether it's our first time or our 500th time, my hope and prayer for all of us is that we'd invite Jesus into our lives this Christmas. And just to say it, I need to do this myself. This Christmas, it's like, Jesus, I want more of you because it's not working without you. I want more of your peace when I'm so restless that I can't sleep at night. I want more of your self-control when it feels like I'm just go on every whim that's within my soul. I want more of your joy. I want more of your love because I'm a grown man and yet I still question if whether or not you'd actually want to love me or not. I want more and more and more of you, Jesus. And also, I want to become more like you and Joseph. 
I want to become more like you. I want more integrity. I want a stronger character. God, in those moments when the worst happens to someone around me, I want to be like Joseph. The person who's like, I don't want to publicly disgrace anybody. I want to protect and cover you. Even now, I still love you. God, I want to be more like that. Again, more of you, Jesus. For all of us, though, this angel comes to Joseph. He will be named Jesus, and he will save people from their sin. All campuses, network churches, I just want to ask, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Are you wanting his protection? Are you wanting his covering? Are you following him? Not do you go to church and you've done some good religious things or you know some Bible verses. Do you know Jesus, the hope of the world? I'm going to pray here in just a second. If that's you, if you're like, man, I don't know Jesus. I don't have a relationship with God. I'm not following him. I can't think of a better day than today to change that. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message moved you in any way, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss your dose of encouragement. You can also follow us on social media with the handle at IamEmbrace. Again, we are thrilled you took the time to join us today. And if you live anywhere near one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota, we would love to have you join us in person. You can find out more and start a conversation at IamEmbrace.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. God, would you forgive me of it all? Would you make me a new creation? Some of us are questioning that. Could he make me new? Yes, he can. Would you make me new, Jesus? From this day forward, I want to follow you. I'm surrendering to you. You're in control from this day forward. You're the Lord of my life. Jesus, would you please come and save me? For all of us, God, across campuses and network churches, we want to be more like Joseph in this story. God, I even pray for us as a church that we'd be known for our character and our integrity. In those moments where someone screws up, God, that we'd be that, that person, that friend, that coworker, that sibling, that spouse, who's just like, I'm not gonna disgrace you. Yes, we need to deal with some truth here, but, but God, I'm not gonna disgrace anybody. Lord, we're so thankful for who you are. God, we thank you for sending us your son, Jesus. We pray all these things in his name. All of God's people said, amen.